All right, listener, Ash here. It's quite windy, but I'm walking to a gig and I thought I would do just a little bit of pre-recording because I've uh, come up with sort of uh, a couple of little nuggets for ideas um, that I want to try out tonight. Probably only a couple of minutes long. Absolutely not formed in any way. Um, just basically a couple of little, it's basically a tiny bit of a concept that I think could eventually be a, a sort of short part of a routine. And I just wanted to try it out, say it out loud and see what happens. So I thought I'd say this now and then basically splice in the parts of the gig where I did new material. Um, most of the stuff I think I'll probably end up saying will be stuff that I've already put out on here, I'm not sure. But I always quite like the idea of getting a new bit of material and you sort of seeing it from start to finish. I think that's quite interesting to see if it develops or if it grows or if it just goes in the bin, really. I remember, um, I think I've said this before that I was gonna try and do that, but I can't remember what the routine was, so. There you go, there's a load of little unfinished bits of material that I've started still a few times and never gone back to, so maybe I will. One day, maybe I will. But yeah, this one is just something that basically came to me and um, I, a couple of little ideas popped into my head, but this is very, 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 very early stages. A sort of micro nugget of an idea that I just think might be something that's quite funny long term but we shall see um hope you enjoy it i hope it is good i'm walking to the gig it's, it's local enough for me to be able to walk to quite a nice walk there and um be quite a long walk home if it goes as badly as it possibly can but we shall see so yeah i'll speak to you again shortly enjoy how well, i don't know if I, I'm only going to put the new stuff on because I think that any of the old stuff you've probably heard a thousand times so I'll only put the new stuff in there and we can see it might not be funny but it might eventually be funny and that is the journey that we shall all enjoy together. Uh, we're going to crack on with your headline acts. Are you ready for your headline acts? Yeah. He's a very good friend of mine. He's trying out some new stuff here tonight. Please put your hands together and welcome Mr. Ash Fritz. Fuck it up. <laughs> Alright? No? Cool, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, I'm not going to answer that question. It's weird, isn't it? Why do comedians do that? Like, there's been four acts on tonight, and they'll go, How are you doing? And you go, Yeah, I'm doing fine. Like, what the fuck do you think I'm going to do if you're not, as well? Like, unless you want to know how to maintain colossal weight whilst being a vegan, I can't help you <laughs> at all. Carbs is the answer. Carbs. Skittles. Turns out Skittles vegan. 17 and a half stone I am now. I was 15 when I went vegan. Not age, weight. That's <laughs> like a healthy choice. I'm going to make some real healthy choices. going to go vegan. I have ballooned, is what's happened. Some people say to me, are you, are you a strict vegan? I say, well, yeah, I don't eat baby spinach. Is that strict I am? <laughs> it's great to be out. It is great to be out. Isn't it great to be out? Yeah. 
It is great to be out, and thanks to Russell Gray for putting on such a great gig. I thought they'd applaud Ross, they haven't clapped, still couldn't give a shit. Uh, it's great to have the opportunity, uh, not because of Covid, I've just not been booked to gig anywhere, people just won't have me. I've been trying, there's no one stooping low enough to book me. I've travelled the length and breadth of the country, no comedy clubs will lower their standards enough to put Ashriff on the bill. And then the other day, Ross McGrain phoned me up. Do you want to, he said, do you want to do a gig at the Temple Cafe? They'll laugh at any old shit. I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> Join this club. It's been really tough being a stand-up. I know that can't be true. I do, I'm, I'm a slight watch. Can't be true, can it? But it has, it's been difficult because it felt disingenuous to sort of come out after two years of being locked down and just doing old routines, things that we've done maybe for two years before that. So it feels weird coming out like four years of routines and just going, oh yeah, I'm just going to go back and say exactly the same stuff. Like, so much has changed, but so little has happened in the last two years. Nothing's gone on. And to be a stand-up, you basically you have to have stupid things happen to you. I honestly believe all stand-up comedians are idiots. We say and do stupid things that puts us in the positions to be able to make stories, to tell you guys the stories. Most of the comedians that you watch on any stage are telling true stories that maybe there'll be some embellishments, but it's just that we put ourselves in those positions. And over the last two years, nothing's happened. So we've had to find ways of trying to be funny. I didn't want to come out here and go, oh, I'm just going to tell you some four-year-old jokes. So I started looking, I was thinking, right, another thing you could do is like the shared experiences that we all have. There's humour to be had in those things. You know, the things that you kind of notice and then you say it and other people laugh, they go, yeah, that is a funny thing that happens to us all. But the scary thing is, when you're a stand-up comedian, you have to chance your arm. You have to go, well, I noticed this thing happened to me, I think it's funny, and then I'm going to say it to you, and you might just go, no, no, that doesn't, no, we don't know what you're talking about, that doesn't happen to us. Oh, no, we haven't got one of those, Ash, what are you talking about? But I thought, there's a few things that I think... I'm going to do it, I'm going to put us out, this is a safe space, isn't it? I'm going to say some things that I think might be shared experiences, and then if they aren't, just don't judge me, I think, right? <laughs> so the first one here, I think, I love, men in the room, but give me a shit cheer, do you love a sit-down wee? Hey. Yeah, thank you, I love... A sit down, it's a real, I call it a luxury week. Actually, I call it a luxury week, is what I call it. It's like a deluxe piss, is what it is. It's just, you can do it any time of day. It's like, a, it's me time. You go for your week, you put your hand in, you sit down, no one can bother you. You've got a good minute, I reckon you can get away with, can't you? Do you do a sit down week? Yeah, you do. You can do it at night, you can wake up in the night, you can do a sit down piss, you can have another little sleep. You can do it during the day, you can do it when you go out, you can do it at home, you can do it wherever you want. And it's perfect, it's a brilliant thing. Almost, like, I reckon 99 times out of 100, maybe 999 times out of 1,000, it goes without incident, doesn't it? But then there's one time every now and again where you sit down, you do your luxury, and you sit down and something's not right. Something doesn't sound right. And then you realise, one time, maybe out of a million, you've managed to somehow piss between the seat and the toilet, just into your own pants and trousers. Has that happened to you? Has that ever happened? Anyone in the room has that happened to? That isn't just, I can tell that you nodding that you won't admit to it. That has happened to you, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it happened. Thanks, fuck, that's one. 
Jesus Christ. I was a bit worried there for a second. This is genuinely true. The other day, I sat down to a luxury and I sat down and it was going and I was like, that does not sound right. And I looked down, I'm just pissing on my iPhone. I put it, I put it in the gusset of my pants so I could watch YouTube. And I just had to go around, you know that thing you go on, just put that there, that'd be fine. And I pissed on it, it turns out it's splash resistant and I thought as well. It's not slash resistant. Uh, another one, so again, stay with me. This might be, I think I might, I reckon I had all the men in the room on that one, even if you're not prepared to admit, I think I had you all. Tell me if this is one as well. This might, I reckon this might be a little few less. Um, I can't walk into my bedroom and see a pair of my pants on the floor without doing this. <laughs> yeah? Hands up Yes, 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 yes. Can anyone do that? Can you walk past a pair of pants without going, I'm having them? Yep. You can do that. Yes, yeah, because you're a grubby cunt, though, isn't it? So I'm leaving them. Is this, is this your partner? Yeah, does he just leave them? It's just, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's just like, fuck that, she can have that. I will do that all the time. And ladies in the room, I honestly think, right, I think that's a man thing. I don't know, do ladies do that? No, no, no ladies don't. Like, so ladies go, oh, well, I'm going to pick that up because that's the decent thing to do. I think, ladies, you need to give men credit, though. Genuinely, I do. Because there's so much risk in that movement. Like, you look like such a twat if you miss that, or you kick them and it goes out the window, or whatever. And sometimes, on the very rare occasion, that the sex has been so sort of, you know, spontaneous, let's say, that you've been all over each other, and you've got undressed here, you've had sex here, and then he's got to go back to get his pants afterwards. He has got about 30 seconds to get back over to them, Make that catch and get those pants on before his penis just looks like a shriveled up old date, is what happens. Because a man's penis looks as good as it can 30 seconds after sex, doesn't it? You look down and go, yeah, that's a good penis. But the clock is ticking on that thing just retreating inside your body. You don't want to be kicking those pants away. And then as well, you're just in the heat of the moment. She's had a lovely time, perhaps. And you walk over. No one wants to see this just after sex, do they? Oh, I'm sorry there. Sorry. So I reckon half, half the men. Some of you don't do that. Some of you do that. What about this one? I think, I don't know on this one at all. Right? This is, I feel like I am putting myself on the line a little bit. But I'm going to do it, because why not? How many men in this room have ever gone for a wee? They're basically penis-based. How many men have gone for a wee? And you notice there's a, a hair maybe coming out of the foreskin area, and you pull it, and it's a foot-long blonde hair. Just wrapped around your belly. See, you're nodding as well, yeah. So some of it... Have you had that? Have you had that? Have you had that? Don't leave me. Have you pulled a hair out of your belly? Yes. Yes! <laughs> My girlfriend's a brunette. I don't know where a foot-long blonde hair is coming from. But there it is. I just go, no, that can't be. What? It's like, and it's painful, isn't it? It's like pulling a bit of cheese wire off your belly. That line didn't work, Ross. Make note of that. <laughs> uh, me and my uh, my girlfriend, oh, to give her an official title, me and my wife, 
Uh, she, she wants to be to be fair to her, that's what she wants to be called now after we did all the paperwork and the ceremony and stuff. So she got a promotion in a way. Uh, we decided we were going to get married in lockdown. We were we were due to get married at the beginning, like before lockdown, they got postponed and uh, blah blah blah. You don't give a shit. And uh, so we were like, and my girlfriend said, like, oh, I think maybe we should uh, maybe we should just get it done. And everyone was so nice, you'd think. They were like, oh, it's amazing. I'm so sorry that you've, you've got to have this amazing day, but I'm sorry you lost that big party. And I was inside, I'm thinking, this is fucking brilliant, isn't it? Because basically, we want to spend 15 grand on a party, and now they're saying you can only have eight people come to you. I was like, this is amazing. And the money I'm saying, the very least. And I don't really like people. Certainly not like 250 people. Like, oh, this venue holds 250 people. I was like, I don't like 250 people. I couldn't name 250 people I want to spend my most intimate moment with, uh, share it with my wife. But so they said, we've got to have eight people, right? And then you've got to whittle it down. Now, that's the other end of the scale, isn't it? You are panicking when you go, right, we've got to narrow it down. Like we've got two parents each, so they're coming. Um, and then I've got, I've got, we've got two kids, so that, they, they definitely got to come. I, might, I said to my wife, I said, I can't do this, you're going to have to do the list, right? And so one Thursday night, she just came into the room and, well, I think I've done it, I don't think anyone's going to be upset, like, we've got the pair, we've got everything, I've uh, got eight people, that includes us as well, by the way, and she's like, I've got eight people, and she showed me the list, and I was like, are you happy with this list? She went, yeah, I think that's, they're the people I want there. I was like, you haven't put me on the list. <laughs> I am not on your wedding list. <laughs> My girlfriend said, I want to spice things up a bit. Let's do things a little bit different. You know, make it exciting if it's boring. She said, like, let's do, just do it. What do you want to do that we don't do? I was like, well, there's nothing. You know, I'm satisfied in that way. She said, no, there must be something. There must be something you want to do. And I, I don't want to go into too much detail, ladies and gentlemen, believe me. Uh, but there's one thing. The only thing we're not allowed to do in our relationship is sex from behind, right? We can't do that. She doesn't like it. She said she doesn't trust what's going on back there. Right, okay? And that only cropped up once when she found hobnob crumbs in her bum crumb. Right? <laughs> Which is fair enough, I understand, that is fair enough, but I'll tell you what I told her at the time, I said a man's got to eat, hasn't he? Sometimes it's hungry work back there, and add a little biscuit. She said to me, she said, look, we've got to be open and honest with each other. If we're going to have this sort of spark in our relationship and a healthy sex life, You've got to be absolutely honest with me, and I've got to be absolutely honest with you, and we've just got to talk about everything. And I think that is right. I think that is healthy. And uh, after we, 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 well, it was after we had sex once, and she said to me, Ash, I want you to be deadly honest with me. Tell me, have you ever thought about anyone else when we've been having sex? And I said, well, seeing as you want the honesty, once, once, I did think about your sister. And she said, no, Ash, I mean, did you ever think about anyone else other than yourself during us having sex? Um, the, uh, we, tried, we tried doing this thing, some of you might have tried. We tried having a sexy bath together. That's, I'll be honest with you, I'll save you the trouble, right? There is nothing sexy about seeing a man of my size sloshing around in just two inches of dirty water whilst my girlfriend was there just cupping the water over me like I was a beached whale that she was just trying to keep moist until the tide came in and washed me back out to sea. What we, uh, we decided, me and my girlfriend wanted to, um, we did want to take the pressure off a little bit when we were trying. We wanted to, 
it can be there can be pressure on you know trying for a baby it is it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing it's it is work so you do need to take the pressure off a little bit so she said we're going to go for a dirty weekend away in brighton right so dirty weekend away what that meant was we had a lovely lie-in for a couple of days it's essential it was fucking brilliant uh, but the pressure was on me a little bit, so I did something I've never done before, and I'm prepared to share it with you now. I'm not ashamed of it, but what I did was I took some Viagra there with me, because I thought, if I'm going to perform, I might need a little bit of help, right? Because it's been, it's been a long time, it's been a struggle. So I went down there, and I didn't tell my partner about it, right? So we went into this bar, we're having a lovely time, and we were, you know, flirting with each other. It was really nice, it was like dating again, it was really great. And then she came up to me, and she said... Do you want to get one more drink, or should we just go? And I said, look, let's just go, let's go. And she went off, and I thought, right, now's my time. I'd read on the packet that Viagra can take an hour to kick in, right? So I, I quickly took the Viagra, and uh, she'd come back from the bar, it turns out, not the toilet, with shots, and she'd be like, let's fucking have it, you only live once! And I can tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, Viagra does not take an hour to kick in. <laughs> She, I said, I explained to her what happened, I went, I've taken a Viagra and this area here is about to blow. It genuinely is. I'm in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> what I had to do was, I tucked it up. It's like you're in uh, year 10 science at school, you know, the most boring subject, and suddenly you get the most powerful erection that's ever happened in the world, for no good reason. I had to tuck it up in my belt line and just tighten the belt, hold it in place like that. I said, we've got to get out of here. So we went out of the bar. She loved, she thought this was brilliant. Right? This was a massive turn on. That's too much information. You don't need to know that bit. <laughs> just posted that. And as we're walking through Brighton, which is a lovely, lovely place, there were some twats, I'm going to call them, just up ahead of us. And they were being twats. Twats being twats. And one of them saw us coming and he walked up towards us. And he said a thing. And you might be able to help me with this. He said, what are you looking at? Right? And I know that means... He wants to have a fight, right? I think it does, unless there is an answer to that question I just don't know yet. There might be a secret answer, but it's a test, do you know what I mean? What are you looking at? Uh, your watch. Oh, yes, thank you, on you go. I don't know what it is, but as far as I'm aware, what you're looking at means I'm going to try and kick your fucking head in. Is that about right? So uh, he said, what are you looking at? I went, oh, I don't know, mate, is it you? I'm not sure. And he was happy he had a McDonald's Happy Meal, right? He was hard. And he threw his milkshake at me, and it hit me and just splattered up my chest. And then he was attacking me. It was a brilliant fucking move. And he started hitting me in the face. And I'm quite a big bloke, as you can tell. And so I just grabbed him, and we just wrestled around and fell down onto the floor. And as we're fighting, there was a moment we locked eyes. And at that moment, I knew that he knew that I had the world's most powerful erection pressing against him. And I could just see the fear. It's something changed. He was like, fucking hell, this guy is enjoying this fight. I have picked the wrong guy in this situation. I saw the fit, like the blood drained out of his eyes. I think it went into my cock. I'm not sure. But it's funny I did it. And at that moment, some bouncers from a nearby club came out and they booted this guy away and just pulled him away and they helped me to my feet and we saw everything that happened. He said, come with me, come to the club, I'll get you cleaned up, we'll get you a drink and we'll sort all this out. And I was like, seriously, mate, no, I just really want to go back to the hotel with my partner. That's all I want. He went, no, no. And my girlfriend's like, fucking have it, you only live once. I was like, we have, I need to go back. So we walked over to the club, and there's another bouncer on the door of the club as we're approaching. And as this, this bouncer goes, Dave, it's all right, they're with me. And as we get up to the front, the other bouncer goes, I'm going to need to search them. 
was like, fuck's sake. And he put his thumbs down my belt line and he rubbed it round to the front like this, where he met, I'm going to use the word my helmet, right? He lifted up my top, he looked like Darth Vader looking over the fence. If you can imagine such a thing. And he then looked at the milkshake that was splattered up my front. And he went, is this some sort of weapon? And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, this true. My girlfriend went, he wishes. <laughs> That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Give a round of applause for Ross McGowan as well. Get this big on. Thank you all for coming out. I'll see you soon. Well, so there you go. There was some new material. I think it's got legs. Um, I've no idea whether... I just put the phone down basically the side of the stage. I've no idea if you picked up. Uh, there was probably about 20, 25 people in there, not a big gig. But it felt good to say some new stuff. It felt good to gig. I've not really gigged very much recently. I've been very lazy. Um, but the new stuff, I think, has got potential plus there was a couple of new lines on some old bits i did some material that was really old um i don't know how much of it i'm going to put in really i don't know how much editing that's going to get but um yeah pretty happy with that nice little temple cafe thing to see very well recommended if you're in the local area uh, always a good gift for ross mcgrain but i think the the start the the opening bit there about well not the opening bit but the bit about the um the common uh things common occurrences that happen to everyone i think that's got a real lot of potential to in theory whittle a room down to the point where whatever it is i say last is just me so i could just go no nope, right, that's it that's too far and that'd be quite a nice end to that bit so that's got some potential um, what else was new that I said? I can't even remember. But, you know, it will all be in there, won't it? Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. It's something else, isn't it? It's something a bit different. Um, speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Listen every week. Subscribe or follow now on, on your um, podcast app of choice. And we'll be back with a regular... I just trod on a snail... What a way to end a night with a murder of a little mollusk. Oh dear. Um, well, yeah, it's a horrible way to end. There has been a death at the end of this podcast. Listen to the regular podcast out of, you know, just out of respect for that snail, if nothing else. And we will be back with a regular episode before you know it. Thank you. Thank you.